0: You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real training. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play Music to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to stream. You can also visit our website, ParisChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more info about PCLV and visit our event tab to see what's going on this month. Lastly, like our Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at PCLasVegas. Thank you again and enjoy the message. The program. This sermon is about stay alert, stay focused, and be ready. This is, this is very simple. So we're gonna we're gonna go through this. Amen. Because in our generation, see, he's talking about a controversial subject because I don't know, once you get saved, the devil just wants you to compromise. I've been lukewarm, I've been cold, and when I'm in that state and that condition, I just compromise. Well, I used to feel conviction about this, but now that I'm cold and lukewarm, well, that's not too bad. So I'm telling you, like, Brother Fino's preaching. Hey, I can tell you what happens in my household, in my brain, in my body. Compromise and complacency will definitely kill your godly fire. Amen. We don't preach a soft gospel around here. I I mean, I just, you know, I leave those churches alone. They're huge. They're mega. There's thousands of people there. But we just don't go that way because compromise is just it's just it's it's everywhere in our generation. And Christians have had a godly Christians have had a standard and what does the world want us to do? Just they've wanted us to lower the standards, amen. Besides that, one preacher said the church has always been one step behind the world. Early 1900s bathing suits were all the way down to there. You know, right? That's that was a protocol. And then the world went to here. And then the church went to here. And then the world with the bathing suits went to here. And the church went to here. And on and on and on. I don't even know if they is it underwear or bathing suit. I don't even know what they call it. But you see what I'm saying? So they've always wanted to stay one step the church the cuz the world I mean the, the 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 average church in this world is in trouble. They've they've compromised so much. To compromise your integrity it's just dangerous, amen. A watered-down Christianity. Well, let's just make it easier. I've seen friends, and the old story. Eighty, it's about eighty-five percent of every millionaire is self-made. They worked hard, and you you talk to those guys. You know, they became a doctor or a dentist, and you know, and they studied at school all day, and, and they, and they, and they, and they, and they uh, cooked hamburgers at night. You know, they put themselves through college. You've heard those stories, right? And now they're all good to go, and now they pay for Junior. So they worked all night, worked all day, and, and did everything to get through, and now Junior's just partying away. You just can't make it easier. When you've compromised, you've settled for less, especially spiritually. You come to a church like this, we're concerned about the call of God, what God's doing in your life. Amen? You cannot settle for less. If God's speaking in your heart, become a Bible study leader. Become a Bible study leader. If God's spoken to you about a ministry, dive in, get into it. Amen? God said to you, get more committed. And if you don't get involved, don't get more committed, you're just telling God no. Wow, that's just, you know, I've told my wife no. That's dangerous. We got this domineering dog. You can't say no to her forever. I mean, she just. Man, sake's alive. She just keeps barking until she gets her way. Well, people think they have the right to tell the Holy Ghost no. No, you just use you, are and when you're telling the Holy Ghost to no, you're suppressing. It don't feel good when you tell God no. You, you know, you just don't feel right inside. Have you ever seen Daffy Duck, the cartoon? And I actually looked it up. I was like, "Oh man, I'd show another video, but we can't do videos all day." <laughs> so it was about he found a big treasure. He's in the desert and and he's with uh, uh, Bugs Bunny. But it's it's about Daffy Duck. He finds this big treasure and and he's getting it all loaded up and it's loaded up in this big thing. And and he says, "Let me look around and see if I have left anything." And he goes around. He's in the caves. He goes around. He finds a little uh, genie bottle, and then he rubs the he rubs the thing, I guess, and genie pops out. And then Daffy Duck thinks the genie is going to take his gold. And he says, no, it's mine, mine, mine. He starts shoving the genie back into the bottle. It's mine, 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 mine. And then it all explodes on him. Amen. You just, I don't know really how that goes in a sermon, but let's just, uh... what was cool is Daffy Duck has quotes. I really was pretty cool. It was like, He goes, of course I talk to myself. Sometimes I need expert advice. (laughs) He goes, I just thought this was was right next to the cartoon section. You know, when you go, he goes, a word to the wise is not necessary. It's the stupid people that need advice. Okay. Amen. I'm a hard preacher. I got to throw something funny in there. Ready? Anyway, complacency. Is that a good thing? You're in, a false, you're in a false place of security, a false place of satisfaction, and you're unaware of potential dangers when you become complacent. A quote on complacency, success leads to complacency, complacency leads to death, and only those who stay ready, alert, and sober will, su- will survive. See, as you sit here now and you've been safe for a while, you are in You are in a place of it's the most successful you've ever been in your whole life right now. Spiritually, sometimes we get saved and, gee, now I'm in my right mind. I can be faithful to a job. And financially, you might be doing better. Who knows? But you have success right now, especially spiritually, on your way to heaven. So you've hit a success point right now. And what happens to some Christians is they hit that, Man, everything's going good. Everything's going good. And what do you think the devil's thinking? How can I trip him up? Yeah, because you're faithful now. You're 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 tithing. You're working. You know, you're a better husband. You're a better wife. Everything is on a roll. So becoming complacent is something you guard against. The biggest thing I see. When I was cold and I'm complacent, I wasn't praying in tongues and I wasn't praising God. I tell you, right now, I challenge you. We'll deal with this at the end of the service. But right now, if you do not praise and pray and worship in the Holy Ghost, you're missing the boat. And this boat leaves every second of every hour of every day. If you are not doing that, you're missing it. How can I stay on fire? How can I stay in tune if I am not doing that? See, we emphasize being baptized in the Holy Ghost around here, okay? And it's really funny. My wife and I, we were uh, we were out jogging. We're on a five-mile run. We go to this park out here. It's got a nice little course, and we're out running. And I see a, a young man uh, in his 20s um, uh, with his wife. They're, they got their Bibles. And they're just out there, and so as I run by them, I thought, "Oh, you got your Bible? Cool, amen." You know, it's just, I go, "Where do you worship?" And he goes, "Oh, LV Church, something." Like, oh, cool. And so at the end, well, we're done. I told my wife, she "says I want to go. I want to go talk to this guy." And so uh, he comes around the track, and I get out and I go talk to him. I says, "Brother, you, I go. Do you think you have?" And he doesn't. I don't know him from Adam. I go. Do you think they got the call of God in your life? I says, "I said, and, and, and as I say that to him, he goes, yeah, I think I have the call of God in my life. Amen. And I know what church he goes to, and it's a it's 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 a good church, a little soft. But I go, next thing is, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Because I, I don't care what church you go to, but you got the call of God in your life. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Okay, are you filled with the Holy Ghost? And he goes, yes. And I go, thank God, because that's, that's all I really care about because a church has compromised the Holy Ghost so bad. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like their main focus, stick the Holy Ghost. You remember we were at a conference, and they had the, the preacher come from China. And, and as he uh, he's visiting America, the guy was taking him to a bunch of churches around, and he asked the pastor from China, he says, well, what do you think? He says, wow, I'm amazed that the American churches, they get so much done without God. Well, he saw, he saw, obviously you see a lot of good things. Amen. They've got the bands. We went to a church one time, the, the guitar players, the piano, the guy is playing two accordion things and they, they're they're their professionals are better than professionals. Amen. But they didn't have the Holy ghost. And I was just sharing with this young kid. Oh man. My wife says, your hands are going everywhere. You was going nuts. What were you doing? I go, we were just talking about the Holy ghost. He asked me about, what do you think of Joel Osteen? I go, I don't care. I don't comment. Why? There's enough sinners for me to talk, reach, reach, amen. I, I don't have to, God, whatever, you know what I'm saying? But it really just bugs me every once in a while. I, I run into so many worldly Christians, especially if you say, you know, I'm an evangelist or something or something, whatever. You, they go, ooh, you know, I go to church, You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you get those answers, you know. And, and then the conversation starts, and and worldly Christians, do you know, they're, they're so clueless about living for God. Have you ever been amazed about that? They don't know the first thing about living for God. They're like, they're like uh, some of our guys from the academy, we went to a 10K run. So as a group, we're going to participate in this run. And so after the run, we're going to go get breakfast, and we got eggs and bacon and pancakes, and, and the guy has a beer with that. And I'm just, you know... Even back in the day, I didn't drink beer with my breakfast, you know. But praise the Lord, he goes to church, and, you know, and and I'm not judging that. It's just that that was just, even if it was right, it would be wrong to have a beer with your pancakes and eggs. (laughs) But it's it's the language, it's the, you know, it's the other things. It's when he's in the group, he's talking about women a certain way. It goes way beyond that, amen? It's just another worldly Christian, and it gets old, amen? It just really does. In your Bible, who was complacent and who compromised? Matthew chapter 24, 36 through 42 says, But of that exact day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son in his humanity, but Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man, the Messiah, will be just like the days of Noah. And it feels like that, right? How we live right now. Just like the days of Noah, nothing different. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the very day when Noah entered the ark. And when they did not know or understand until the flood came and swept them all away, so will the coming of the Son of Man be. Unexpected judgment. At that time, two men will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Wow. Two men in the field, <laughs> two Christians, two people going to church, <laughs> one's taken, one's left. That'd be kind of hinky, you know? Well, I mean, you know, okay. one will, Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken. One will be left. Wow. Really the, sh- the moral of that story is if you're the one left, it's not good. <laughs> I kind of think what, you know, if, what if the trumpet blew during on a Sunday morning at 10, 30, 11 o'clock or something? Wow, that would be a defining moment, amen? See, we're, we're preaching that you don't have that uh-oh moment. You know, you don't want to have an uh-oh moment. That's the one you want to stay away from. Where am I at here? All right. 1 Thessalonians four sixteen through 17. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a shout of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the blast of the trumpet of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain on the earth will simultaneously be caught up, raptured together with them, the resurrected ones, in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. Amen. Now this Bible is talking about can I stay ready? Amen. Is everybody ready here? You ready? You're you're on fire for God, right? You're ready, because that's a defining moment. Amen. Revelation chapter two, Ephesus. Are you ready? Have you read Revelations two and three? Who's read Revelations two and three? You already know the answer, right? Ephesus is not ready. They've left their first. Their first love. There are people going to church. And see, this is a sad fact. These are people going to church. They have a confession, but they're not ready. And I've got to know, why aren't they ready? Well, they're going through the motions. Leaving your first love, I don't know. You know, you, you love that job, and now you're going through the motions. You got married, and now you're going through the motions. Can't can't afford to be in that state, Amen. So to Ephesus, they're just going through the motions, but they're not ready. Smyrna, the persecuted church, was warned to stay faithful unto death. That's what marriage vows are. You got a rough patch? Married till the day you die. She forgot to pay the electric bill? Married till the day you die. But most people, when they get saved, it's not like, hey, God, till the very end, I'm with you. No, they're cutting out. It's so easy to opt out. You're not a robot. God lays it out before you, and you're making choices. As the sermons go forth, you're making choices. Yeah, like this thing here. Maybe somebody says, well, I believe what he said, but that's not all for me. And people are making choices. Pergamos. This is Revelations 2 and 3. You can look it up. Pergamos, they compromise and they weren't ready. And what was their problem? Because God is targeting their sins. He's telling them what their problem is. He's telling them why they're not ready. It's just a little one, though. It's not that big of a deal. Sexual immorality. Can you imagine sexual immorality just running through the house of God? How could I be ready? You know how, how can I possibly be ready? Thyatira, a corrupt church. What's their problem? Sexual immorality. Gee, they probably are drinking some wine too. You think? Sardis was a dead church. Sardis was a dead church. Man, why am I going? Yeah, that, that's why people like you invite them, invite them to church to come. They thinking they're they're already thinking it's dead, aren't they? Right? Most people their experience like, well, yeah, churches. That's not really happening. It's kind of boring. And, you know, it's not happening. It's dead. And we've all been there and done that, right? So Sardis was a dead church. Philadelphia, oh, yay, they were the faithful church. We got one going here. <laughs> Laodicea, bummer. You're the lukewarm church. These people are so blessed that they don't really have to serve God anymore with that passion. They're blessed. Now, see, that's another part of success. I'm sorry, but you're faithful in your tithes and your offerings, you will increase. You will increase. And you're talking, I started tithing when I made $3.65 an hour. When I made, when I took home, now, this is a long time ago. It's not like last week I had a job spraying bugs. But so, you know, the paychecks, 100, you know, uh, the gross amount was uh, 170. So a tithe was 17. I gave a $3 offering. And then there's times in my wife and I's life, you know, not lately, but years ago, we made well over $100,000 and then tithed on that. Amen. Sometimes that tithe back then was more than I make now. (laughs) You see, God will increase you. So when that increase comes, are you still going to serve God? Are you going to buy that bass boat and go fishing on Sunday? Say, this is my only day off. I've worked hard all week, honey. I deserve this, don't I? And so did Laodicea just start compromising? Where did, they, where did they shut down that made them lukewarm? What happened? Again, we want to avoid those uh-oh moments because these are seven of God's churches. Seven. Have you ever been to those complexes where there's like four churches in a complex? Oh, we got a few here, huh? And know, I'm thinking about it. Imagine in this complex, seven churches. Imagine. Every church is 100 people, so we got 700 people, but five aren't ready and two are. Well, that's that's not, that's not good, amen? You're talking about the people of God, not ready. Revelations 20, 11 through 12, and I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it from whose presence earth and heaven fled away and no place was found for them for this heaven and earth are passing away. I saw the dead the great and small, standing before the throne. Do you think that's an uh-oh moment? It's a point the man wants to die and then the judgment. And I'm standing there all alone, no help from the wife, no help from the pastor. Where's Brother Fino? God, he's not even around. I'm all alone standing before God. Now, this is real preaching. I, I hate to say it. This is the Bible. This isn't preaching. This is the Bible. So I saw the dead and the great small standing for the throne. Books were open. Then another book was open, which was the book of life. Now, this is a real moment, and you want to be ready for this moment. When the books are opened. amen, we watch the movies. When they catch that person that was embezzling and they go to open the books, in fact, I, I was watching, I, I never saw the movie uh, uh, Selena, that singing star that got killed. I never really saw, and I I saw bits and pieces of it, but at the end, her good, quote, friend or somebody was embezzling from her, and it's sad because she was so embarrassed. She kills Selena, and did she kill herself? I can't remember, or she, she what? She went to pride. But yeah, she felt so bad that she didn't know what to do. When the books are opened, amen. We're accountable. Our responsibility as saved Christians is really simple. We're to be ready and to share the salvation. Amen. We're to be ready and share and share salvation. Vision is very simple for the church. We get saved. We live for God. God's doing this in our life and as a natural outflow, we're just sharing the gospel with other people. And then God does, you know, you know, the spirit of God is knocking on hearts' doors. We have but a short time, church, to reach people. Trumpet blows, ride die. Boom. It's 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 done. It's it is but a short time. We're getting ready for the real love conference. Well, This this is about real love. If people feel bad sitting here, God rebukes and chastens the ones he loves. You're sitting here cold, lukewarm, out of the will of God. This is good. This is why we have an altar. Conviction is good. Imagine imagine never having conviction, never feeling bad. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That would be chaos, wouldn't it? So if God has you under conviction, good. This is a good thing. The question is, will you stay ready? Will you stay alert? And will you stay spiritually sober? This Thursday at 1 o'clock at the Orleans, I graduate from the Metropolitan Police Academy. Yeah. It's been a long six months, I'm, I'm actually obliterated. I'm like, really, i got to preach today? I am totally exhausted, can't even remember my name. My wife reminds me. We have constantly been told to be ready and stay alert, to be in a hyper state of vigilance. Can you imagine Christians with the gospel and the Holy Ghost and the will of God and the plan of God, if they are in a hyper state of vigilance about this. I mean, this hyper state of vigilance is, this is a serious thing. The FBI did a study on why police officers die or get killed. Lack of focus. This is the FBI study. Lack of focus. I will do it alone. I don't need a backup. I don't need a pastor. I don't need godly friends. Yeah, because as soon as you get cold and lukewarm, you cut off the you cut off the the godly friends. You're talking to them once a week, hanging out. Now you're cold, and lukewarm. Yeah, I, well, I'm not going to talk to him anymore. Yeah, Fino, they drop your number. I don't know how they lose your number, bro. I think that's the first number they lose. They lose is Fino's number. <laughs> they go and people that lose their number are going, gee, I got to get my change because Fino has it. How come we ain't changed, brother? why do they die or get killed lack of sleep not alert if you're sleeping you can't be alert taking a bad position not in the right place holy ghost is speaking to you right now are you where you need to be amen because a church is a body you're a finger you're a hand i'm probably the big toe my big toe is ugly it's so smashed from running it's just, it's it's hideous. <laughs> I must be the big toe. But, and if it's not this church, you better find one. When I invite people, I say, "Look, come on out, check it out. If not, I'll, I'll, I'll call, I'll call another on fire church. You know, we'll we'll do something. Amen. We'll find you one. But you better sit and get planted, because these officers are dying because they're in the they're in the wrong position, not in the right place." They ignore the danger signs. Stuff like that video. Yeah, whatever. Oh, gambling's not that bad. I'll just put in 20, have a little fun. Yeah, okay, that's what a lot of people thought. That's what a lot of people thought. Danger signs. Failure to watch the small details. The small details. The devil's tactics. Amen, that scripture in Ephesians. You know, don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Neither give place to the devil. And that word place in in Greek is topos. And that's where we get topography. Now it's not just a place. It's a topographical map of your whole life. God knows every elevation, every inroad, every outroad. And that Greek word topos is topography. Yeah, the devil's looking for them little places. Just that that little shot of pornography, which you get on HBO all the time. Just that little shot of this and that little shot of that. Oh, I'm down to one joint a week. Well, that's good. Man, that's good. One down to none. Now it's better. Amen. You let your guard down. Your firearm's not ready. You have a dirty weapon. You you look. You can't even fight. You imagine that? They get so lax they don't even do that. They show up to a gunfight with no gun. And the FBI says that's why they get killed. Well, that's just pure laziness, isn't it? I mean, that's like Pastor Art did a sermon, uh, did the thing about put on the armor of God. Did Paul say daily? Wow. So if you're struggling to put it on once a week or once a month, okay, well, it's daily. So I'm just being real here, amen. So... As a police officer, if I take that road and I'm not focused and I'm not ready, just like judgment day, it's my fault and it's on me. I can't blame my childhood, where I was brought up. I I can't bring up anything of that. I can't bring up circumstances. This person lied lied about me. This person did this. I lost my job because of this. I have no excuses. It's on me. What I do have to look forward to though is free donuts. <laughs> yeah. They've already told us, "Hey, you get free slurpees over here. You get lots of love over here. You get yeah. They've already Yeah. They've already pointed out sections of towns. Yeah, this is where we go for here and Yeah. No, seriously, though, but the job is pressure. It's serious. So they've warned us, because that's all they do in the police academy is warn us, warn us, and warn us. A police officer commits suicide every 24 hours. It's a fact that the job causes heart disease. It's really awesome, though, because the police retirement fund, mega billions. They got so much money in that retirement fund, they don't even know what to do with. And why? Because the average person doesn't even make five years after they retire. The hyper state of vigilance takes its toll. And so they die. There's They talked about a guy who just went up to Oregon, had a little house up in Oregon in the woods. He's a hunter. He's 44 years old, retired. He's getting $85,000 a year for the rest of his life until he dies. He didn't collect one check did not collect one check. So all of this is laid out before me. And don't you think I have choices? They tell us at the academy, you're in the best shape of your whole entire life. Are you going to maintain it? That's a choice. Are you going to maintain it? I mean, the cards, are they constantly warned us and not with threats or anything, they just... Hey, these cards are laid out, and the majority is not doing the right thing. They're letting themselves go. You know, have you seen a lot of police officers? They're huge. Oh, they're, 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 they're having a the good life. You know, some of them making $80,000, dollars 100000 a year, and they're eating out, and that's all they do, and they're living the good life. You know, I'm looking at the long haul aren't you? A real Christian who is alert, focused, and ready is thinking about, what is God doing today in my life? And what about tomorrow? And if Jesus came back, glory to God, my my heart's right. You know, not perfect, just right. You know what I'm saying? Not perfect, just right. The sins we do on purpose, on purpose, are forgiven. And you know what? That's the end of my sermon. And I tell you what, I think that's pretty good, don't you? No, because I don't I don't want to preach too long. Seriously. There's nothing new under the sun to preach. That's that's phenomenal. I'm good. Glory <laughs> oh. to God, I'm ending. Oh. I forgot what was I was gonna say, so let's bow our heads and close in prayer. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Now, if you're here today. Well, not if you hear you here. You're here.